Yeah, how are you? It's good, good to see you. It's great to see you. It's great to see you, finally. I know, in the flesh, kind of, sort of. Yes. How's yeah. your day going? It's good. It's kind of smooth, calm. I, I woke up a little late because I, uh, I was in the uh, I was in a studio till about like 4 a.m. A true creator. What time yes. is late? You said you woke up late. What's what's late? Uh, I'm well, it's two now. Yeah, I woke up like at twelve thirty. About yeah. Yeah, so I just got up and washed up, washed my face, and you know meditated, did what mm. I had to do. And yeah, yeah, back at it. How's Connectors. Your you know what? I was about to introduce you, but I'll oh. <laughs> I'll answer your question before I do. Yeah. My day has been pretty productive. I came back about to my house about um, an hour ago to get prepared, you know, to see you connect with you. But I am studying for the Indiana bar exam and oh. there is like not enough time in the day to get everything done. So I'm just trying to maximize my time as best as possible. But like you, I didn't go to bed until I don't know, two o'clock this morning because I was working on my podcast and yeah. I woke up. I was supposed to be at the coffee shop for eight o'clock. I did not get to the coffee shop until 940-ish. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. But you I got do a lot of your work in, in, a, in a coffee shop? Just so I can get some variety. Like I just started going somewhere else just because I'm always home. I work from home. So change change the scenery so I could focus on studying. So yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely get that. That's that's super awesome. Yeah. I definitely get that. Yeah, definitely change the scenery. And I mean that's that's me. I got tons of equipment. Um, I got tons of equipment uh, here that I can record on, but it's just it's just not the same. So I definitely get the whole um, change of scenery and just needing mm -hmm. to get. This is out of the box. box. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely get that. Well, connectors, you have heard the voice of singer, writer, actor, Jordy Lee. And I am your host, aka The Plug, Alexia Marche Plummer, the host plug of Amps Connected Podcast. Connectors, you know what to do. Sit back. Relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast, and let's get connected. We are connected. These connections happen when they are supposed to, so... Yeah. Welcome to Amps Connected Podcast. Thank you. I'm very, very, uh, very happy to be here. Super excited to, to see what we can hash out and, and talk yeah. about and, you know, make sense of. Hopefully. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Very, very happy to be alive. Yes. Uh, another day for yeah. sure. You know. So Connectors, I have been talking about Clubhouse for probably the last few episodes, right? Because I love the idea of being able to be in a quote unquote room with 
people, with creators, thinkers, leaders, literally what Amps Connected podcast is about, you know, in one room virtually. And that's where I met Jordy Lee. And I think it was actually in the intention, set your intentions for the day. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where we met. Yeah. And you said earlier that you woke up this morning about 12 o'clock and then you did some meditation. So is meditating and setting your intentions like your normal routine? Uh, meditating is um, setting intentions. Not really. That's something that's actually um, pretty new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've known about it, but I mean, like practicing it, like actually practicing it is pretty new to me. It's not something that I do every day. It's something that I aspire to do every day. Sometimes I don't even, sometimes I don't even like think about it, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I might just meditate and just kind of, um, uh, I kind of, you know, learn it to let the day come and come to me as it is you know? mm-hmm. uh, without, without putting a label on it, um, so, you know, and, you know, you have your, you have your goals you set out that you want things you want to accomplish and, and those you try to tackle when, um, when it suits you and you have the time for it uh, and whatnot. But like, as far as like going out of my way to set an intention, that's, that's new to me. And that's yeah. something that I, I definitely want to get, I want to get to do it more, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. I feel the same um, where I can relate because this is, I don't know how I was introduced to this particular room, but it spoke to me. And I think it's been about two weeks now. I don't think I've missed a day. I've spoken maybe once or twice. I was brought on stage just to, you know, say my intention out loud to everyone, but it's definitely something new to me as well. But you know, I've definitely found it useful, helpful. And especially this time, like I was saying earlier, I have a lot is coming to me right now. Like I'm manifesting my life. Like there's one lady on um, Set Your Intentions and she, she talks about creating a movie, right? You are, you are the writer of your movie. Your life is your movie. So is your movie going to be a tragedy, a comedy, an action? What is it? And, you know, who is the villain? Who is the protagonist, antagonist in the movie? You are in charge of that. So I kind of took that like, okay, so in order to accomplish everything I want to do, I need to set my attentions on X, Y, Z. So at least for today, these things are, should be able to be checked off my intentions for the day. So I, I definitely appreciate that. But you also said meditation. I found meditation, oh, I I need to practice more because it's not something that I do every day but how did you when did you start meditating so I started meditating about about four years ago Mm. um yeah 2016 um I want to say it was late 2016 um like probably around October uh maybe even November um I came back from um I got family that lives like all over Canada 
And um, I went to a, a small town called Winnipeg. Um, and uh, my my cousin, uh, older cousin, um, is a shaman. Like he's gone to Peru. Um, he's like always, almost always there mm. um, studying and uh, doing ceremonies over there. And we, nice. we uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of like ayahuasca. You know, Jordy, like you're speaking my language because okay. maybe two episodes ago, I connected with Troy Rivera, who's a life coach. And we were talking about ayahuasca and I am highly interested. And nice. if your cousin would want to be, is would he be my shaman or is that like the proper phrase? Um, Yeah, so, so, right. So he would be, he would be, uh, your shaman for the for the ceremony, of yeah. course. Um, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we could definitely contact them. And um, uh, he hasn't he hasn't come to like. Where, where are you located, by the way? I'm in Indiana. Oh, in Indiana. Okay. And uh, connectors, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're from the boogie down Bronx, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. represent from the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, four blocks grew up four blocks from Yankee stadium, um, about 17 to 20 blocks away from where hip hop started. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of culture and history. I can't um, wait to talk more about that, right, but right. I don't want to stop you from talking about this shot. Your cousin who's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so in 2016, um i did my first i did my i've done i've done ayahuasca about six times now wow what was your uh, experience like oh they, they vary but they're very super intense um i'll tell you about the first i'll tell you about the first three okay um so i was i was in canada for about a month in between uh working and you know um leisure between uh toronto uh back and forth actually from toronto to to uh to winnipeg um so winnipeg was more leisure hanging out toronto was uh where i was where i was working i was, I was doing music um with some up-and-coming artists out there um so uh when i went to stay at my cousin's um we did the first ceremony uh well the, the day before that we did um a tobacco ceremony um where we where you drink is like purging. So you drink um, tobacco ash. Okay. And uh, after that, you just continue drinking water until you purge until you, and it, it, you know, it cleans out the lining of your stomach and all this other stuff. It's brutal though. It's, it's brutal. I can imagine. And so um, I had not thrown up in a, in years, maybe even a decade. Um, Cause I hate, I, you know, I hated, throwing up I hated it even like I've ever whenever I felt like throwing up somehow I've made myself not throw up I just hate always hated it but it was it was crazy like finally purging the next day uh we did our first ceremony so I was there with his wife um and like two other friends um super intimate um and when I did it it was a very physical uh reaction so i was i was i just you know uh i flew in the night the day before when we did the 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 tobacco thing i, I flew in that same day so i was still a little like tired and groggy and stuff so when i drank it 
um, when I drank the ayahuasca, uh, it knocked me out like completely. And uh, so it knocked me out. Um, and when I woke up uh, and the ceremony was done, I was good. Like, you know, my chest was no longer hurting. I wasn't feeling as tired. I was like, well, you know, maybe there's something to this. And I was, I, I just felt super light. I felt really good. Um, a week so, later. So you said that it's a drink. So is it like, you know, a bunch of herbs and whatever else? It's a root. Yeah, it's 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 a root and, and water to, and they grind it up. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's got a lot of um, DMT hallucinogenic um, properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so the week, a week later, um, the night before my birthday, uh, we did, we did, um, we did ayahuasca mm-hmm. and he gave me a little bit more, um, of the ayahuasca and it's a, it's a very, it's very intense, but it's also super, super introspective, um, substance. It's not like recreational at all like I don't you know there's people that go to try to do it for recreation or because they it's a form of escapism for them but it's it's actually super spiritual and um it's there is a there's a reason why uh it's done in in total darkness uh they lay they they get like a mattress or a mat for you to lay down on or sit up on some pillows covers you know you get a bucket with like a filled with a quarter you know a bit of water and you and if you got a purge into it you can do that uh but it's 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 very intimate it's very spiritual and we we you know we did it he gave me he gave me ayahuasca and it was it was super intense um just i was it was like digging deep into me and just showing me um all of the things that i needed to work on on myself um so i became super introspective i was looking at i was actually about 22 pounds heavier, um, mm-hmm. 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was looking at myself and I'm like, man, I really need to lose weight. You know, like, so this is like an good. outer body experience and like you're looking at yourself. No, like just kind of looking over myself, kind of, you know, how we do in, in first person, how, how we, okay. how we view the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking at my arms and then I'm like, I, I really need to start taking deep breaths. You know, like something was just telling me, like, you, I need to take deeper breaths. Mm-hmm. My breaths are too shallow. Um, and I was that's also a, like seeing, I saw. Actually, that's a word. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. breathing, that's something else that, that that room that we were talking about, it set your intentions. Yeah. They start off with um, didactic breathing. I think that's the word. I'm yeah. sorry, that's the wrong word. But it's like breathing in intentionally for four seconds and then exhaling for four seconds for a repetition of like 10 times or something. Yeah. yeah that's highly beneficial. So connectors, Absolutely. if you're not breathing properly or like Jordy just said, short breaths, you're doing yourself no good because you're not exhaling all of that yucky stuff. Yeah. And your brain, your brain needs it. Your brain needs all of that oxygen mm-hmm. um, to, to function. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a- another thing is said that um, every deep breath is a love note to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's you writing a love note to your body mm-hmm. um, every deep breath you take. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I-, I-, I said I needed to take deeper breaths. And then I saw like my first 
uh, I guess, vision, hallucination, whatever you call it, of an actual physical field that I had around me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this field was protecting me from hurt, but also keeping my blessings out. Mm-hmm. So in order to get my blessings, I needed to allow everything in, you know, to feel everything. I needed to, uh, you know, and these are just things that I was feeling. Uh, it was just full of introspection and it was very intense. And then um, then there's then there's a state of uh, during the, during your travels um, of euphoria. So after again, after the, the, after the, uh, the root or the medicine, like they call it, uh, beats you up, it's very intense. So it beats you up. And then after that, it was like, it's like this big, beautiful hug it gives you at the end, like, oh, you know, you made it like, you know, um, and uh, there's no real, there's no, uh, most drugs, most substances have come down. It's like you come down from it, you crash, you start feeling you feel a kind of way. And with ayahuasca, there is no, there is no crash. There is no come down. There's, um, there's like lingering uh, pieces of euphoria. So you may see like the lights, you may see like uh, uh, after images of lights and your sense of smell, everything is a little more sensitive. Mm. Um, And so uh, the next day for my birthday, um, they drove me. Huh? When's your birthday? Oh, uh, October 27th. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they took me, they took me to the mountains the next day and like, I cried, like cried, cried, cried. It was, everything is, it was just so beautiful. I could just see everything. I, I felt like I was seeing everything like for real, like yeah. for the first time in my life, like nothing was muffled. Like I could hear everything. I could smell the grass. I could, you know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I was still in a euphoric state. Um, yeah. And then the third time, I did it. I experienced what I believed, and it's it's a, what I found out with my cousin is that what I saw is very common. So it's what we believe to be death. I experienced death. What death is? Um, that sounds scary. It 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 can be. It can be. It was. It was. Um, it was pretty scary uh, when I took it. Um, it was like this blanket. This blanket of like darkness um and plummeting and falling and uh and these these shapes and symbols like coming together and then going down and you feel like you're just falling 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 um that's all you get is the sense of falling you don't feel anything else you don't feel like your skin you don't feel the cold or the warmth you don't feel anything but that sense of falling um and my interpretation was going into the earth you know falling into the earth and then after a while it just becomes this like this cushion this like beautiful cushion that catches you and it's like the falling never happened and then it it like lifts you up and shows you like all of this beauty it was it was it was at once like this one of the scariest feelings um but then it was like the most like beautiful and awe-inspiring um, feeling of it all, and I and that's what I and when I spoke to my cousin about it, he would stop me in my sent in, in in between like me uh, uh, 
explaining what I saw and would finish it for me. He's like, yeah, and you saw this. And then I'm like, wow, like that's crazy how, you know, he said, you're not the, you're not the first person to see that or the, or the, you know, it's, there's definitely something there, a truth to it mm-hmm. of what I saw. Uh, um, So it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy, but, but, you know, um, our people, people of color have, have done it for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Egyptians have done ayahuasca and, you know, um, South Americans, uh, Mayans have done ayahuasca. It's just, you know, it's just something that's been, um, a part of us, mm-hmm. uh, collectively, you know, mm-hmm. as, uh, as, as a race. Um, Even looking at my African brothers and sisters, knowing that spirituality and even like these types of drinks, potions, if you will, are ingested to allow you to, and I'll even go as far as marijuana, like, you know, these things are ingested so that your guard is down so that you can experience a higher sense of self. Because yeah. I think that's all it is. It's it's you, and you're able to block out the world to really see yourself. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I do think that ultimately, that's that's all it. Excuse me, that's all it comes down to. It's it's about it's really about just letting your guard down. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, um, this world is so there's so much tension in it, mm-hmm. um, and and we. And we, as as a race, like the human race, um, have had this tension with us since the beginning of time. You know, um, you think about the first. If you think about what the first human being or human beings ever felt when they f- first came into consciousness and seeing everything and not knowing what the hell anything is, you know, right. um, and you know, being born into this world with no way to defend yourself. We, we're the only creatures who had to develop, you know, um, well, not the only creatures, but we're, we're one of the creatures who, who developed, you know, bigger brains and, and, and more expansive brains while other animals, other creatures that may have uh, started when we started um, in, this, in, this, in this evolution with claws, with, you know, sharp teeth and ways to defend themselves and, you know, uh, and we didn't, we had to make our weapons. We had to, you know, endure, we had to, so, so, you know, tension, innovation, all of that stuff has been part of us since mm-hmm. our, since our dawning, you know? And I, you said something earlier about when you took the ayahuasca, mm-hmm. you said that you had to let basically let down your guard so that you can not only receive your blessings, but those things that may hurt you, you had to also experience those things. Cause it's all the same thing. It's all blessings and blessings. And like the hurt is all, it's mm-hmm. ultimately relative. Mm-hmm. All of it is relative. You know, all of it is the same. It's a, the exact same thing, the same source. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, um, some, some, uh, some monks believe that, um, karma are cycles, like car- there's karmic cycles, karmic waves. And it's not like I do bad. So bad is going to come to me. 
Mm-hmm. It's just that what we consider good and what we consider bad just comes in waves and it doesn't matter who you are. Just It's just things that, you know, help us, help us move on and move forward um, and not be attached to anything because all things are finite mm-hmm. and all things end, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we, if we think about it um, with a sense of, of uh, selfishness and, 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 um, fear, then that's something that, yeah, it's going to scare us. We don't want anything to go. We don't want our parents to, to die and we don't want, uh, to lose money. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that, that we don't want to happen because we're so attached to these ideas, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to, um, allowing things to come and go, uh, as they will, mm-hmm. you know, children grow up and they move out, you know, and, and, you know, it's just a part of life. People grow and they move on and relationships and, you know, um, and relationships and intimate relationships, you know, there's a fire that you keep stoking or the fire goes out and it might come back on later on again, or maybe never again, you know, and it's just something you have to allow to happen because. You know, I, I'm resonating so heavily with you because one, there's a song that's called Everything Must Change, Nina Simone, because nothing stays the same. That was when I when I heard that song, I was like, wow, every line in this song is so true. Because yeah, things must come to an end. And if you don't, if you look at it like a new beginning, then it won't be so painful but even in that what I learned years ago was without enduring pain you wouldn't be able to see the good of course you wouldn't be able to see the good in the rain right until you've had so many days of sunshine where it's like okay we need some rain because the flowers are starting you know to wilt you know then all of a sudden the rain is okay it's not that bad you know or or take it a step further um the disease where people can't feel pain like that whatever nerve you know something is wrong and so like children have dug out their eyes or like clawed their skin so much because they can't feel it and it's like wow now, all of a sudden, what we would interpret as, I don't want to feel it anyway, has all of a sudden become even more dangerous because I can't stop myself from scratching myself, you know, mm-hmm. to the white meat, you know? I like that, that thought of, you know, taking ayahuasca and then allowing myself to not put my guard up to even the the painful things that I have to endure to get through, like even shadow work. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Um, I've actually uh, I've been reading up on it, um, getting into it. Uh, I'm I'm definitely getting into shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just reading about it uh, highlights all of that. Um, that you have to you have to come to terms with with all the things that make you uncomfortable about yourself. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that make us uncomfortable about ourselves is really just because society told us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, 
a, a religious um like religion guilt you know society as a whole just tells you that you know these things are not good and the way that you are is not good and you are you know a creature of sin and you know it's all it's all like guilt inducing and 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 self-loathing and all this other stuff, all the stuff that's just that wasn't part of us in the beginning that wasn't this is not something that we cared about or that we looked at um yeah. in any kind of way we just were we just kind of were and we kind of just existed and we kind of just accepted each other mm-hmm. um for for who and how we were you know yeah. i think ultimately um shadow work highlights you know all all the things we may view we may view as flaws or uh, quite honestly all the things that actually may be flaws in our character that we have to you know um work on and 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 accept and learn to be gentle with ourselves Mm -hmm. you know um instead of being like the harsh critics and uh, so yeah, so so ultimately, from what I'm getting f- from what I'm reading, before I actually dive in um, completely, is 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 that it's just you know coming to terms with all of it. Yeah, you know. And you're saying that you know society is what tells us basically who to be. And I want to know because you've, you've said so much already that your family is from Montreal, from Canada. Yeah, I have family in Canada, but but, but they're not they're not from there. Um, so my, the family on my mother's side are Dominican. Okay. Um, and the family from my father's side are Puerto Rican. Okay. Um, but uh, like my, my mother is maybe a little lighter than, than, than you are. And um, she's she's what's considered um uh, what's called metiso uh so it's what was um it's like mixed basically it's, a, it's another term for mix okay. um um and she's uh her people were uh the tainos um and it there's a, there's also a lot of um african uh descent in it too from the the slave trades um so she's she's uh darker as well but but yeah my 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 parents are from there like the 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 caribbeans the espanola island and stuff like that okay because i saw that you are afro latinx so thank you for explaining that yes and from again the boogie down bronx Mm -hmm. so what was life like growing up connectors that's new york if you did not know what was Mm -hmm. life like growing up you said you i'm 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 sorry you said you grew up like right down the street from where hip-hop originated i can't call myself a hip-hop head but music i love music so yeah yeah, what was life like growing up um so i was born in the early 80s um when we finally i was born in harlem um and i lived in i lived in manhattan in washington heights uh, up until I was about like five years old, mm-hmm. uh, we moved to the Bronx when I was about six. Um, when we got to the Bronx, it was still in the eighties. There was still a lot of buildings um, that were rubble. You know, it was like Ground Zero um, where we moved. So many buildings around us were, you know, 
just honestly rubble or burnt down or it was it was uh it was crazy um crime was crazy like you know people were dying like every day um it was it was it was very intense it was it was it, it was basically a war zone um full of poverty and you know there were people that that kind of uh you know that kind of had to band together and it didn't matter you know if you were latino black it didn't like it didn't matter it just became this this community of people that just kind of stuck together and watched out for each other mm -hmm. um throughout all of that but it was it was super intense if you ever watched the show on netflix called the get down okay um uh yes yeah, a beautiful show it's also about like hip-hop but it shows mm -hmm. uh it shows how the bronx was um during those times um and during the time after what was uh coined white flight where like all of the white people all the jews left the bronx mm. um because of you know black after that yeah crime yeah, yeah after after the bruckner highway was built um it split the bronx in half Mm -hmm. And that's when like all the redlining really started. Like it started redlining neighborhoods and, you know, defunding certain neighborhoods and schools and, you know, the poverty line, mm -hmm. the gap fucking widened crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, with that comes crime and becomes desperation. And, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, a lot of city officials were stealing money, you know, millions and millions and millions from yeah. the city um and you know the bronx was actually still is suffering because of that to this day mm -hmm. um but um yeah so i grew up i grew up in the midst of that mm -hmm. in the midst of all of that uh so it was, it was very violent very um it wasn't it wasn't terrible i was a kid and you know neighbors and everything you know there's there's always bullshit with everything but loving beautiful neighbors like you know black black neighbors like uh west indian neighbors indian neighbors chinese neighbors you yeah. know like everybody just all the kids outside playing and just you know living and existing i guess in a sense the way you know we were we were meant to yeah um, we were all in it together all in the garbage together you know um, so you know, I, I'm hearing you say all of that because so that I'm wondering, is that where because you have this this um, website on your Instagram, do the right thing. And that's kind of funny because wait, I thought do the right thing. That's from Bed-Stuy. Yeah, it's Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but you're from the Bronx. That's those aren't the same places, though, right? Hell no, it's not. Oh, excuse me. It's actually, kind of offensive that you would. No, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I love, I love Brooklyn. Like I'm, I'm in. I have a studio in Brooklyn, so okay. I'm in Brooklyn like three times a week. So yeah. no, and, and like my my partner and like one of my closest friends is from Brooklyn. So no, no, no. I don't, okay. I don't have a problem with Brooklyn, but I just think it's funny when uh, when people from out of town think it's like the the same thing. You know, it's just one state, like right. Y'all the same, but apparently not. Cause how many, yeah. it's a borough, right? The Bronx is a it's borough. Correct, correct. Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a borough. borough, Manhattan, Queens. Those are all different boroughs. My bad. 
No, it's all good. I'm just I'm so just tell kidding. me what yeah, tell me about do the right thing.card.co. Oh, so uh it's very simple actually. Um it's just uh uh it's just a compilation of all the um all the sites, all the situations. Well, not all of them, most of the situations that I've come across, um, places and um uh organizations that that need help, you know, and that's just a uh, just a bunch of links where you could go to if you see something that you feel like touches you and you want to help, you follow that link and you know you do it. You 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 see what they need and if you can fulfill it, um, that's awesome. But yeah, it's it's super simple. There's it's not it wasn't thought out. I just felt like uh, all of those all of those things needed to be in one place and it needed to be easy to uh, you know to access. Those are those are places that you know, I've looked into and, you know, some places that I've helped out and whatnot, but you know, it's, it's simple. It's not, it's not too much to explain. It's just. Connectors. I'm going to stop Jordy right here. He's being too humble. I will, let me, let me read from the website. So on this page, BLM, the Philippines, Free Mina in Latin America, in Asia and the Pacific, Ugar, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Muslim concentration camp, indigenous communities, LGBTQ plus rights. Like, I mean, there's so much more. Like, I, I can't just allow you to say it's just the little link because reading further, indigenous communities, again, free Mina, let's see protect sex workers and combat trafficking, abolish ICE, fight anti-Semitism, environmentalism, Asian Americans in COVID-19 in Eurasia, in Africa, in Europe, and vote USA. So there's a lot on this, on this website. And yeah. what really stuck out is because, yes, AMS Connected is a world podcast and so to see that you are reaching out to the philippines you're in the bronx like you're reaching out you're making sure that even these people on the other side of the world they have access you are allowing other people to know about these movements around the world and i really appreciate that because it, we are all connected, even if you're Absolutely. on the other side of the world. Absolutely. So I really, I have to tell you that I really appreciate you for this website. So please don't call it just the little website with a bunch of links. Give yourself oh, a hell of a lot of credit because it's... Yeah, no, I mean, what I, what I kind of meant is like, um, like there wasn't much to explain. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a very big deal. I mean, I think we all, I don't know. I feel like we all should be like helping you know each other right yeah it's yeah but when i when i was saying like it's simple like i i just meant like there was there was no real explanation for it all just it's just links that you can you know you can you can go and help whatever whatever touches your heart and you know there's no right or wrong way to do it Mm -hmm. you know um it's just it's just really about just helping helping out and um and And it does it really does speak for itself because like I'm looking here, justice for Brianna Taylor, and I specifically wore this shirt. I saw, I saw. I was gonna you know, comment on like, it. I was gonna comment on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Taylor. I love this because it is right here. If you want to donate, because Lord, 
help her family. Like, yeah. you know, these are things that you can actually do to get some type of word out to say, I stand in solidarity. And, you know, even this shirt is from one of um, a, a black designer, Hanifa. And they put this shirt out as a, um, as a way to all proceeds went to her family. And it's like, I, I wish I could be there to hold them. So things even like this shirt, like your website, I think it has to be appreciated. And so if you haven't heard it, I, I really do appreciate you for compiling all of these websites for a single click. Yeah, right. And, you know, we're living in an age where, including myself, and I'm talking about myself as well, people even on sites are like super lazy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you can put everything together in one, you know, in one file swoop, you can just just click on that and just, you know, all you got to do is scroll. Yeah. And yeah, that's all the better as opposed to like having to click tons of times to, you know, find out anything. So, I mean, ultimately it's just, um, I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I'm a minimalist. I've, I've actually been a minimalist like my, my whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, Not a hoarder then. No, no, no. And I, uh, super minimalist. I don't like, I don't like clutter. I don't like, um, I do like, I do like the finer things, um, but I just don't like clutter and I don't like, um, I don't like waste, you mm -hmm. know, I don't like to waste things. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a, I'm a minimalist at heart. And that comes with also like, you know, that link and everything else I do in my life is just super minimalistic and not very, you know, not very boastful or, um, or anything really to that effect. I actually shy away from that kind of stuff. But um, really, but you are a writer, a singer, and an actor. Yeah. Yes, and that is, <laughs> I'm what's considered a. Um, I was reading on it uh, a couple of months ago, an ambivert. So okay, it's an it's an introvert with extroverted qualities. So while I don't like crowds, I'm okay speaking in public. You mm -hmm. know, I'm okay with um, expressing myself um through different manners different ways um but i i also love my alone time i love my alone time i love my time i love it so much yeah. um i love my time to recharge uh but yeah i mean you know even one of the one of the links in there for like sex sex workers and whatnot i personally and you know and if People can disagree if they want, but I, I personally believe that um, it should be it should be legalized and it should be um, it should be taxed, you know, because then that means that there's protection for the women and the men yes. um, who do that kind of work. And that work is as old as time itself, you know, um, and, and when when we legalize it, trafficking will either the 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 amount of trafficking that happens will either you know diminish or disappear entirely because it'll just be everywhere and yeah. people won't go out of their way to fucking be shitty people you know what i'm saying i i'll just say it right here like on my platform, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Years yeah. ago, I was helping my cousin with one of her assignments. She was going through, I think it was, 
it was criminal. She was, it was school for criminal justice. I think that that's what her major was. And that was one of the questions. Should prostitution or sex work become legal? And I said, of course, because like you said, these things, they will be regulated. Why not, you know, make your money if it's safe, you have resources, yeah. you know, this would even help um, people say, well, um, sexually transmitted diseases. Well, if I'm able to have resources, you know, I can prevent. So yeah, I can, I can use protection exactly. on top of that. On top of that, once it's, once it's taxable and everything, that means, you know, law enforcement will be involved and mm-hmm. it, it, it would just be, it would just be safer all around. You know what I'm saying? Security for, for the, the women that do it, for the men that do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, just way, way safer conditions, way better conditions. You know, imagine if you can uh, get an LLC for it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you're taking care of the people in it. And, you know, it's just, there's just so much that go, that, that goes into that kind of stuff. So right now that's, that's um those amongst other things, that's like one of the things that that's uh, something I think about and, and, and think of ways that um, I can help mm-hmm. uh, with regards to that. And since we're on the topic anyway, connectors, if you are in the greater Lafayette, Indiana area, I highly, highly, highly recommend you to go to the Purdue Union Club Hotel where they actually stand against human trafficking. Because if you did not know, venues like hotels are the number one place where trafficking happens. So I highly recommend the Purdue Union Club Hotel, not only because the food is amazing, but they have excellent service and they stand against human trafficking. So I think you should go pay them a visit. Well, Jordy, okay, I love food, okay? And you said that you grew up in the BX, yeah. your people are Afro-Latino or yeah. Latinx. You know, yeah. we, we should talk about that. But what was your favorite food growing up? Oh, um, I, would ha- I would have to say I used to go to this, uh, this West Indian spot um, on... Gerard Avenue, which is like a block down the hill from where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made like this amazing like oxtail, mm-hmm. um, rice and peas, um, uh, uh, stew cabbage, steamed cabbage, I mean, and uh, like plantains and stuff. And that was like my, that was like my go-to. I would eat that. I feel like I would eat that like every day. If I, if I could, I would eat it every day. Um, span as far as Spanish dishes go, I had a lot of favorites, but just it, when I think about growing up, I always think about um, what they call patelitos, which are essentially like empanadas. Mm-hmm. Like the idea is the same, mm-hmm. um, like meat or wh- what have you wrapped in, you know, um, wrapped up in the uh, in the dough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's it's yeah it's it's. I just think about that as a as a kid. Like those are mine. Those are my things. Um, I do love empanadas too. Empanadas are clutch. Shrimp empanadas. Um, What's the difference between an empanada and you were talking about West Indian? So like, is it like the patty 
Like beef pat. The idea is the same. So okay. I guess essentially, essentially, what separates all of that is the seasoning. Uh huh. The seasoning. That's that's all that separates it. I mean, um, I mean, it's so true because even like I'm from Louisiana and yeah. I had a Ghanaian roommate and she made jollof rice and right. it was basically like jambalaya with a few differences. Like, like you yeah. said, a seasoning. But yeah, jollof is amazing. I love jollof. <gasps> yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yes. Ooh. So it's growing amazing. up in the Bronx, being around all this culture, how did that influence you to become a writer, singer, actor? And again, because you grew up right down the street from where hip hop was born. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... Um, I, I, that's, that's actually a very long story, but, um, I've always, I've always known that I was going to be like some, some sort of entertainer. I was always like, just like a, like a class clown star of the show. Um, I will win like every dance contest as a kid, uh, dollar, dollar dance contests. Um, you know, I would grab the, the, the brush and sing with it, um, you know, replay songs until everybody in the house's ears would bleed yeah. uh, and just sing them. Um, and as I, as I got older, you know, a lot of things, especially as a teen, making a lot of bad choices um, and experiencing a lot of sorrow, it kind of shapes if you're, if you're, if you are an artist or a creative person, it kind of shapes, um, shapes how you, how not only how you perceive it, perceive the art itself, but how you communicate that art, you know? Um, so me uh, growing up around hip hop and everybody around you wants to be a rapper. Um, I, I tried it. And uh, I remember I wrote, I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem when I was in fifth grade. Uh, I wrote it for a girl. I never gave it to her, um, but I wrote it. And it helped me release, like whatever I was feeling inside when I wrote the poem, I didn't like, I just felt better about all of this. So I'm like, maybe this is something. So that, that, uh, it actually like increased my interest in, in, in like writing. And, um, I was, I was, I was not a good student, but I had, uh, about two English teachers, one in junior high school and one in, um, uh, in, in, um, in high school uh, that thought I was like the best student in the world until they saw like the report card and was like, wait, how are you like either not appearing in these other classes or doing terribly in these other classes? But with them, I was getting like A pluses, A's, you know, because that's what just what I was interested in. I was interested in writing and I loved, you know, I loved uh, the idea of it all and, and, and expressing myself through it and reading it. And, uh, so one thing led to another, um, I'm uh, a friend of mine, well, not a friend of mine, but a friend of like, uh, the older guys in my, in my particular neighborhood, he was in music and he was, he was managing and he knew me since I was like a young whippersnapper and, uh, he was managing two artists at the time. Um, what we call now write-off artists, basically. Like, they never came out, but they, one was signed to Bad Boy at the time, and uh, the girl, Alchemy, was signed to J Records. 
at the time. So it was, you know, at the time it was a pretty big deal for them. Uh, we were all just talking. And then a friend of mine was like, um, yo, Jordy here, you know, writes, he's a, he's a rapper or whatever. And he was like, what, let me hear some rapping or whatever. And I rapped and he was like, ah, like, nah, that's not it. It's not, that's not good. It's not a good rap or whatever. But he was like, let me let you hear some stuff. What? Was it was it the writing or like the flow? I don't know. He just said it was. He just said it just wasn't it. Um, and I agree. It was probably super cheesy. Like rap is supposed to at, at that time, especially rap is supposed to be like harder and. Because I mean, I'm looking again at your your Insta, and it says occasionally I write things. Sometimes they get published. Kanye shrug. So like to, to hear you say it had to be a flow. I'm sorry. It could not maybe. have been the lyrics. So yeah, let's just blame maybe. it on the flow. Maybe, but you know, I mean, everybody starts off kind of, kind of whack. I, I, I know for a fact that started off. I know for a fact that started off pretty whack. So maybe it was, <laughs> no, maybe it was, maybe it was exactly the, the lyrics and maybe it was just everything that was just like, no way. But the point but, is now you're published. So yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, now, now, yeah, now, now, you know, it's a different story. But no, for sure. At that time, it could have been because it was just terrible. <laughs> and I, I accept it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But he was like, hey, let me let you listen to some stuff. So he let me listen to his artist. Um, and he was like, yo, what do you hear? Like, what would you do different or whatever? And like, I would just tell him how I felt honestly. And he was like, yo, how would you like to come on board and like be the A&R for my, for my management company? Yeah. So it wasn't even like as an artist or as a writer or anything, but you know, so I jumped at it. I jumped at the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just visiting the studio with his artists and just putting, uh, being an A&R, figuring that, figuring that job title out um, and just putting like demos together with them. And uh, it, it, you know, it, it grew this love for creating in that, in that way. Um, so I would help them with, with lyrics and uh, whatnot. So it, it went from there to that. And then ye- a couple of years later, or maybe a year later, I met a friend, um, Charles Perry, the third, I'm, I'm like one of the greatest singers, in my opinion. Um, he's like trisectional. He sings like uh, alto, tenor and, and, and baritone. Um, he's just, um, just amazing. Um, and, and I met him. Yeah. And I met him, uh, I met him. Um, we worked at a call center. I, I was working at Burger King first. I think I worked at Burger King for like a year. And then I went to the call center across the street and I met him. Um, and we just like clicked because we both like how we both dressed. Yeah. So we clicked and we just were hanging out and it was right down Times square, uh, where we worked. And one day we were walking in the rain um, and I was singing, uh, but I was playing around, but I was singing Justin Timberlake's, um, like, I love you. And he was like, like, Jordy, like, yo, you can sing. And I'm like, what? Like, nah, he was like, no, seriously, you can, like, you have something if you, if you, if you stick to it. And he's like, yo, I, and I do, I do vocal coaching. If you mm-hmm. want to help you. And I was like, nah, I'm not sure about that. He's like, yo, I'll do it for free. I was like, all right, let's do it. If you're going to do it for free. Wow. Um, so so yeah, so uh, I trained with him for about three years, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, at, in the meantime, I was still going to the studio and helping out with writing, but it was just way better. I would I would sing, you know, melodies and lyrics, and mm-hmm. and it kind of evolved into songwriting. Um, and 
at that point I was just posting songs on my MySpace. Um, wow. At the time, yeah, that was a, that was a while back. Yeah. Uh, so my MySpace actually popped off. Um, at the time, it was it was sort of kind of unheard of to have. There was no such thing as followers on MySpace at the time. It was like friends. friends. But I had I had about like a little over two hundred and fifty thousand friends, and wow. um, my music was people were really liking it. Um, and so uh, one day I was just kind of uh was kind of surfing my space and um uh i met this this uh manager dude um who later on introduced me to uh carl thomas nice yeah yeah and uh i went we went to carl thomas house in uh in jersey in teaneck um where he lived um and I had a, a Nextel i930, and on there I, re- I recorded a voice note, but with the song. So I played the track and I, and I sang the song, and uh, he kind of broke the ice with me. And we were talking. He was like, "Yo, so what do you like? What brings you here? What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm a, I'm a writer. I was wondering if you wanted to like listen to some songs." Mm-hmm. Well, a song, and I and I played him the song out the i930, and he was like. He's like, yo, I like this a lot. He's like, yo, you got like the music with you? And I'm like, yeah, it's right here. So I had like a CD. He's like, yo, how would you like to like record it? I was like, yo, let's do it. Wow. Yeah. So he recorded the song. Um, and at the time I was still kind of learning. I didn't know how to arrange vocals, but he's like, you know, is it okay if I, if I reach out to somebody to help us out with like the vocal arrangements? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. So I left um, and maybe like a week later on MySpace, I saw Troy Taylor's profile because I used to read um, when I bought CDs, uh, I used to read like the jackets. So, so I uh, I always loved Troy Taylor stuff. You know, he's, he's like written for, you know, he's responsible for Trey songs, but he's, he's also written for like boys to men, Brian McKnight, Aretha Franklin, like all this other stuff. So I reached out and I'm like, Hey, I really love your stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would love it if you like listen to my stuff and whatever. Uh, so I guess he went on my page and he's like, Hey, I see your top friends. You have like some people that I know, you know, you have like Carl Thomas and stuff. He's like, do you have any placements? And I was like, no, I don't have any placements, but I did just recently work with like Carl Thomas. He's like, yeah. He's like, here, take my number. Give me, give me a call right now. I'm free. Wow. I gave him a call. He gets on the phone. He's like, Hey, so you said you did a song with Carl Thomas. Um, you know, I worked with Carl Thomas all his like his career, like most of his career before Bad Boy. And he was like, what song did you do? And I said, I did this song called One Love. And he's like, One Love? He's like, you wrote One Love? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you didn't write One Love. I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, hold on. So he three ways, he three ways called Thomas. Um, and he's like, Carl, I got this kid, Jordy here, who says like he he wrote One Love for you. He's like, yeah, that's the, that's the kid I was telling you about. Wow. And he was like, he was like okay, cool. He's like, um, let, me, let me call you right back. So he gets back on the phone with me. And he's like, Jordy, like, how would you like to fly out to Dallas and work with us? Um, so I was, I went, I went there, I stayed with them for about a month and a half, two months. Um, I was in there with like uh, Brandon Hines and B Major and Trey Songs. And uh, I have the biggest cheese, Kool-Aid smile cheese because I can just imagine like the excitement like the butterflies but anxious nervous excitement like a lot of a lot of angst happening yeah Yeah, it was a lot of angst because all of them all of them in there were so dope and polished and it was just me and and Troy was you know 
Say so try not to fangirl, cause yeah, Troy, Troy, Troy was super tough on me as well. He was, he was very hard on me, mm-hmm. um, with like my 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 creativity and stuff, and and it molded me. Like it really, it really helped me a lot, you know, cause he was I was I was the one that was least polished out of out of all of them. So he was, you know, I was in there. He would just be like, yeah, like these these, you know this part of the song sounds like a verse and you're saying that it's a hook, but it sounds like a verse. And so all the, all the crazy stuff that comes with boot camp, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was in there. It was just all of us in there. And, and Trey at the time wasn't, um, he wasn't, you know, the Trey songs. He, it was, it was maybe a year before they came out with just got to make it um, mm-hmm. his first single. Yeah. Uh, so he was still, they were still just, you know, working and training and, and whatnot. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was dope. See, it's that uh, painful rejection that if you just yeah. embrace it, you can turn it around. Yeah. And Absolutely. I can, well, I'm, I'm saying, whoa, all of a sudden you're now writing for Carl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Summer Rain, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, Summer, yes, yeah, that's Carl Thomas. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, then, and then so that, so my relationship with Troy led me to meet um, Omarion and um, the uh, the underdogs. Uh, and I got to to write like Cut a Rug and Needs for Omarion. And then that led me to a relationship with Hit Boy. And that got me to write for like Chris Brown. Um, wow. And so, you know, from from there on and, and there forth. Uh-huh. Are you writing for anyone a-list singers, musicians right now? Right now, no, I'm not. Um, because I'm just I'm just focusing on um a lot of other things. One like my 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 own career, um, the the acting career. I just uh well last year before COVID hit, um I I landed um three projector shoots for the new West Side story on Broadway. Okay. Um yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so- Thank you. So I performed, I performed three, um, three shoots for them. And, and because they're projector shoots. So what the new West Side Story is doing is scenes have a projector in the background playing. Uh, so while the actors are there in the, are there in the fort on the stage, mm-hmm. you know, performing their lines and the songs and the dances, uh, they have projector scenes in the background that make it more immersive. So like it'll be in the streets and it'll be, um, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I got to I got to perform three scenes for them. So even if as the years progress, when they when they change all the leads and the, you know, the actors, I will still be in the projector uh, performance in the background um, nice. for, for years to come. Yeah. yeah so, nice. So yeah. you are a Broadway actor. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's that's part of the resume now. That um, is so dope, Joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's, it's it's a blessing. That is so dope. Like to think, and this is one of the questions. Um, I'm gonna hold off because I do have some questions for you um, yeah. from listeners. Um, but before we do that. So I will give you an imaginary ticket and you can go anywhere in the whole wide world. So the question is, where would you go? Who would you visit or who would you bring with you? 
And why would you go there? If you need time to think, I can go first. Yes, please, you go first. Okay, so because I think um, people have calmed their nerves just a little bit, I would love to be in DC right now. I would love to meet Kamala Harris, excuse me, Vice President Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would love to meet President Joe Biden as well, but I loved the inauguration from Amanda Gorman, a writer, a poet. Her poem was beautiful. I would love to I would have loved to be at the inauguration and like the after party, but if I can go now, I would love to be there. I would love to meet again, President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and I would bring my family. I would love if, if let's say um, Amanda Gorman was still there and who else, maybe John Legend, since he was like one of the performers after, so yeah, those are the people I would love to meet there and where. So you, Jordy, where would you go? If you want to go outer space, like some people have gone outer space. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, where would you go? Um, though, though I'm tempted to uh, uh, leave the outer rim. Um, no, no, I would... Uh, Right now, I definitely just need a vacation, so I would go to Fiji. Okay. Um, a hut in Fiji somewhere near the beach. Um, and I honestly don't know who I'd bring. I mean, all of my all of my friends and family, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'd bring them. Um, and then what was the other? What was the other thing? Why? Why? Uh, I think we all need a vacation. A vacation. <laughs> I think we all just need to, add, especially after the events um, uh, of last year and, and shit, actually these past, you know, three years have been a little crazy, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. That's, I could, I could dig it. I was actually thinking um, Hawaii, like in real life, I was thinking Hawaii next summer and I would go as a retreat. So um, I had two places actually, and connectors know that I was planning a trip to Dubai last year, but of course COVID came and yeah. boom, trip is off. And I'm still thinking about it for this year, but I don't know. I don't, I need to see how COVID's going to do, but I was also thinking if not Dubai, maybe Hawaii, cause it will be a little relaxed. We could do like a retreat style, be by the beach, hike, and just have like, yeah, a retreat type vacation because yeah, last year was a doozy. So I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely feel that. So Jordy, before we get out of here, I have a few questions from the listeners, from the connectors out there. Connectors, if you have any questions for any upcoming guests or just a general question, you can email me info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. 
Okay, Jordy, here's one from Brianna in Chicago. She is an aspiring actress. Well, she is an actress and she would love to be on Broadway. So I guess she's asking here, do you have any suggestions, advice on how to get to Broadway? Uh, well, um, I was uh, blessed enough to, um, to be cast from a, a casting site, actually. Okay. Um, I sent a video in um, and I was just myself in a video uh, and I brought myself into the role. Um, and, you know, West Side Story is very, it's about urban life. I mean, they whitewashed the hell out of it, but it was, it was about urban life in, in the city. And um, I, I know about urban life in the city and gang life. And, um, and so I, was, I just brought myself to it. And I was, you know, they cast me. Um, so I was, I was blessed to do that. I, you know, I think ultimately all of the industry, all of the entertainment industry, whether be it music, be it, be it, uh, movies, uh, you know, the silver screen, um, I think it's really all about networking. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely get into some, uh, some casting sites. I use like casting networks, um, dot com, um, backstage, things like that. Okay. Um, ultimately like those, those show when, when, uh, when Broadway, uh, when leads are needed or, or roles are needed for, for Broadway plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I would, I would definitely join that. Um, but yeah, I personally don't know anybody in, in Broadway, mm -hmm. uh, but I would definitely find now, you know, Hopefully COVID will be in the outs soon, but everything is, is, is online right now. Um, so I would, I would definitely look into those sites mm -hmm. and, and, you know, get yourself a nice headshot, uh, get some reels done for yourself, you know, um, do some monologues and, uh, and yeah, and just keep on working, you know? Um, that actually go, um, answers maybe the next question from Veronica, who lives in New York. Hi, I'm an aspiring actress, and I keep looking for gigs, but every time I apply, I'm rejected due to not being a SAG member. Help. Mm. So oh. there are some, there are some um, productions that... Uh, don't work with principal actors unless they're SAG eligible or mm. um, unless they're SAG, but that shouldn't, um, that's not all of them. And I think ultimately, um, even when you speak to other actors, uh, even actors that are successful, um, you know, they'll tell you uh, their job is getting rejected 362 days out of the year getting told no that they're not right for a role that, that they don't have this and they don't have that um so ultimately it's all about just continuing just just you know you have something to offer um so i would just continue going as far as being a sag uh member or eligible or uh, whatever i'm i'm sag eligible 
Uh, I have not joined SAG yet. I was going to join last year, but we also happened last year. Um, How do you become SAG eligible? So there's two ways. You can become SAG eligible by getting um, three uh, vouchers from doing, you can do like background work or like non-speaking roles. You can get three, you can get three of those and become SAG eligible. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you can join SAG is if you're SAG eligible. Okay. Um, or you can land a speaking role on a commercial, in a movie, in a show. And that is automatically, it makes you automatically a SAG eligible um, person. Okay. Get a, you get a letter and, you know, they congratulate you like, hey, we're, you know, we're ready to let you pay us, mm-hmm. you know, and then. Basically, right? Because it, it's yeah. a membership. Absolutely. And, wow. It's got a lot, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it, but yeah, ultimately it's a, it's a membership. It's a, it's a union. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, Veronica, you have some options there, girl. Um, and one more question. This will be for myself okay. because I didn't realize you were a, you are a songwriter. So as a songwriter for other people, I guess, and for yourself, do you write for the musician or do you just write lyrics and then the musician or the singer comes? I've done, I've done all sorts of um, formatting. Um, I've written lyrics that have been adapted um, to melodically and then the production added to them. I've, I've written two actual productions that's been sent to me. And in fact, that's, that's mainly how I work. Like production is sent to me or I'm, or I'm in a studio with like my partner, Sham, um, Sham Tracks. Uh, and we'll do something from scratch together. So he'll, he'll play the keys and I'll find melodies and we put lyrics to it. Um, and so I've done it like that. And then, uh, uh, I've done it, you know, on a guitar, you know, just writing out words and, and, and putting stuff together. So I think, um, I think ultimately, uh, it really just comes down to your comfortability with, um, with creating, with creating the songs and, and knowing that there's no, there's no wrong way to, to write a song, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's there's industry standards and there's you yeah. know there's formats, industry formats, you know. But ultimately, there's there's no wrong way um, to write a song. Mm-hmm. What other instruments do you play? You said you play guitar. Yeah, but I'm not like I, I strum. I strum the guitar and just like kind of the fine melodies and stuff like that. But I'm not a I'm not a guitar player. Uh, same goes for like the MIDI keyboard. I'm not really a musician so to say like that but i can i can you know find my way around a midi keyboard and 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 if i'm if i'm if i'm producing if i'm uh you know producing a song mm-hmm. you know i could do it like that but uh yeah no I, I wouldn't say i'm a i wouldn't say i'm a musician in fact uh, like an official musician will hear me playing and be like bro that's <laughs> garbage <laughs> well, so maybe, maybe that I'll get you to practice and then you who knows you become the the next John Legend so <laughs> maybe who knows that would be wouldn't that be awesome that would be yeah. awesome okay well Jordy um last question for you for yeah. someone out there who is an aspiring singer actor writer what advice would you give them 
Um, don't take any shit. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't uh accept accept the word no gracefully, but don't let it don't let it like weaken you. Don't let it stop you from from your goals and for what you have to do. You know, mm-hmm. accept it gracefully. You know back away and figure figure it out you know figure it out figure out another way to get to where you where you want to go you know um yeah that that's i think that's the most important man just developing tough skin and just not taking not taking any shit man the only thing that can hold us back is ourselves and we 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 it's easy to say that oh it's this person and this person told me i was never gonna make it Mm -hmm. you know my mom or my dad or whatever whoever didn't believe in me Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have all the resources. Like, that may be true. It's not. It doesn't make. It doesn't mean. You know that it's uh, it's all in their imagination. But it's it's ultimately these are these are things that you can work around because it has been done. People, yes. there's other people that that have dealt with the same. You know, kind of shit that that you're dealing with, and that are making it, and that are doing what they're they're striving. You know, so. Ultimately, it's about it's about just sticking with it, you know, yes. sticking with it and, and doing what you have to do. Yes. You know, because in 2021, no dreams will perish. Right. Nothing is stopping us. So connectors, if you want to stay connected with Jordy, Jordy, where can the connectors stay connected with you? Uh, so you can follow me on uh, Instagram if you would like. Um I'm a little easy on the eyes. Because mm-hmm. connectors, these last four pictures that, that are up currently, <laughs> I'm like, who is he? Is he a model? Like, you need to add model to your bio because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. with. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, Jordy writes on there, J-O-R-D-Y, uh, W-R-I-T-E-S, Jordy writes um, on, on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I tweet some funny stuff, maybe. Um, and that one is J R D Y writes W R I T E S. Uh, and then my website, if you want to contact me for business or you got any other kind of inquiries, um, that's jordywrites.com, or you can hit me up at uh, email me at jordy at jordywrites.com. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And connectors, I will be sure to drop all of that info in the comment or the, what do we call it? The status box? Comment section. Yeah, you know, you know where it's going to be. And to stay connected with me, you can go to my website. Don't forget to subscribe at www.ampsconnected.com. You can email me info.ampsconnected at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at ampsconnected. Jordy, I thank you so much for thank connecting you. with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I want you to have the best rest of your Saturday, even if that means you need to go get some more sleep. Go do that. So you can be up up all night creating, right? Thank you. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah, that's the agenda. Right. All right, then. Well, until next time, connectors, you know what to do. Stay connected. (laughs) 